current events. Cutting edge. Faith. It's, it's awesome. Encouragement on the go. <laughs> it's the SOS Radio Podcast. Think about the math and what it takes to pass out about 10,000 Bibles in just about three hours on a Saturday. I'm Scott on SWIS Radio. LV Reach is an organization that was born out of Awaken Las Vegas, which is formerly Calvary Chapel Las Vegas. And their purpose is to help and heal inner city communities in Las Vegas through education, medical, legal, and nutritional assistance. And it's an outreach center. And we're actually talking with Brandon Cagle and Deb Steffi from LV Reach today at SOS. Coming up on Saturday the 29th, they're going out into the community and they're going to pass out over 10,000 Bibles in the span of just three hours. Need a ton of volunteers. But Brandon, you did this exact same thing last year. What was the response like? I mean, when you say to someone, hey can we pray for you yeah well first of all it was a great response last year we had just a little over 800 close to 900 people that showed up for the event from different churches and so that was amazing just to see so many churches come together for one cause and that's the spreading of the gospel but as we went out so it wasn't just a strip it was 40 different locations around las vegas we had parks and just high foot traffic areas and of course the strip being part of that A lot of testimonies came out of that. I'll tell you one in particular. There was a gentleman who was, I think he was at Caesar's Palace. He had plans that day to basically come to Vegas, spend all of his money, throw himself in front of a car. And just so happened that one of our people, I hate to use the word just so happened, but God sovereignly had placed us there. Somebody had invited him over to give him a Bible to pray for him. And what I ended up hearing is that he had completely changed his plans, walked away smiling after receiving prayer and just knew that this was God appointed for him, you know? So also had a testimony just, we actually just heard yesterday. So this was a year ago now. And so some of these stories are just catching up to us. Another one was a gentleman, older guy from the church. I'm not really sure. It seemed like he had never done evangelism before, or maybe not on this level, spoke to a gentleman, invited him to church. That guy came to their church. This was at Green Valley Calvary. And that gentleman has been faithfully coming ever since. He and his family came to church that week, ended up in tears, and just his life now transformed. But not only that, it was encouragement for the guy who did the evangelism, because he's like, oh my goodness, God can use me? And so now, um, you know, they're, they do outreaches similar to this, you know, ongoing at their church. So just kind of seeing the, the overall reach and impact has been breathtaking. Sharing your faith can feel a little bit intimidating. I'm Scott on SWS Radio. And there's one thing when you think about like walking up to a random stranger and telling them about your relationship with God, or it's different when there's someone you know and you're talking about like, hey, this is who I was, and then God stepped in. This is what I was doing on my own strength, and it wasn't working. And then Jesus stepped into my life and changed everything. He changed my heart. We're talking with Brandon Cagle from lvreach.org. They're going to pass out 10,000 Bibles in about three hours on Saturday the 29th, but when you think about sharing your faith, it feels intimidating when there's this thought of walking up to another person, but that's not what you're doing. First of all, in regards to this event, what makes it so unique is that people are actually approaching us. We're not going to them. And the reason being is because we're holding out signs that say free Bibles. And so they see that from afar. They get to make the decision of whether they want to approach or not. So by the time someone comes to me, it's already an open door, right? So I can just ask them, hey, can I pray for you? What's going on in your life? Have you read this Bible before? It's kind of like fish are just jumping into your boat, right? Outside of that, you know, just in general day-to-day life, I had a guy come over today to check out my water heater. And I just asked them, hey, are you, are you a believer? I think sometimes just going right into the hard question is actually not as awkward as 
people would think. My overall experience is that when you ask somebody, hey, are you a believer? They're actually willing to engage and curious as to why you asked the question. And that just opens up a floodgate to be able to either invite them to church or talk about their faith. What is it that you believe? And kind of just go from there. But just casual conversation. People like to talk. And if faith happens to be the topic, you'll be surprised how quickly they'll engage. So, Deb, you're giving out 10,000 Bibles, like, in three or four hours? Is that the plan? Yes, that's the plan. I think it was Brandon last year. He said, I have this vision of giving out, like, 4,000 Bibles on this trip. And all of a sudden, I'm like, let's do 10. (laughs) We didn't think it was possible. But then again, with God, we just had faith in God. And with God, all things are possible. And he came through. He showed up. We were amazed from just everyone that just started coming to the gathering on that day to where they just kept on coming and coming and coming. And we were in tears. We didn't know what to say. It was just an awe of how these, and there was a lot of people that have been evangelists in Las Vegas or evangelized in Las Vegas. And there was a lot that's never evangelized before. And we got some positive feedback about it, about people's lives being transformed. And that's why we wanted to do it again. We felt led by the Lord to do it again. And that's why we're here today. We need some help. We have a lot of Bibles to pass out, and we need some help doing it. We're talking with Brandon Cagle and Deb Steffi from LV Reach. It's a ministry of Awaken Las Vegas. Coming up at the end of the month, you're going to be passing out a whole bunch of Bibles all around our city. Yeah, absolutely. So the date is going to be October 29th. Here's what's so cool about it as well. It's only a three-hour event. So you show up at 11 o'clock, and then we're done by 2. And then people, wherever they're at, whatever group they're in, they can just kind of head out from there. We're not regathering. We will gather, start with worship and uh, just, you know, encouragement. But that's it. So October 29th, uh, you can join us. Go to lvreach.org forward slash reach our city. If that's too confusing, just go to lvreach.org. It'll lead you to that page. Once you're there, you can sign up. It's a free event. We're not asking for the cost of Bibles or anything of that nature. There is an opportunity to donate, you know, for that, but not necessarily an obligation. So if you just want to show up, you are more than welcome. You, your whole team, your whole church, what have you. So it's going to be a great, great day. You know, it's it's interesting. One of the top reasons that Jesus followers say they don't really feel like they're growing in their faith It's because they're not often involved in community. You know, you try to do this as a spectator sport, or you just try to worship while you're driving around in your car or listening to a podcast, and you miss out on the community element of where God develops fruit. And I know, you know, there's been a lot of people talking about, like, how church is different these last couple of years. But, Brandon, you've been working in a church, Awaken Las Vegas, which was Calvary Chapel Las Vegas before that, is the first church you ever worked at, you know, on staff. What have you noticed about the impact of community and growing your faith? I think it's essential, right? Jesus prays in John 17, Father, I pray that they would be one as you and I are one, right? And so it's not just an opportunity to get involved. It is the very purpose for which Christ died, that his death would bridge the gap, not only between God and man, but between man and man, that we would now have this relationship as he has a relationship with the Father. And we're all now invited into this community, which is really a picture of what the kingdom is about, right? So it's events like this. And in general, what God has called us to is to unite with one another. If I'm not in community, I'm not growing. Not, I'm not saying that God can't be at work, but it's not his perfect design. There's roots that you put down in community that you're not going to have when you're just trying to do this on your own. 
Yeah, absolutely. You got people to hold you accountable. There's also, you know, when you go in twos, it's like I might drop the ball, like, uh, you know, stutter at my words. But the other person, because, you know, we have the same spirit. So just by the, the intuitiveness of what the Holy Spirit might be saying in that moment, they pick up the ball where I dropped it or vice versa. And so it just is a beautiful thing when you go in twos. And, you know, it gives you courage to know, okay, I'm, I'm not in this alone. And even if we get ridiculed, which by the way, doesn't happen very often, but, but even if we do, uh, I'm not getting ridiculed alone, right? Like there's just comfort in that. that I, and I think God designed it that way. You know, the Apostle Paul had a really unique understanding of God's love and his grace, but also by living by genuine conviction to change. And we're talking with Brandon Cagle from LV Reach. And, you know, it was interesting because Paul says, brothers and sisters, if someone's caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently, but watch yourselves. You might also be tempted. And it's really interesting because I think it's a good reminder about that balance of understanding like judgment versus accountability. And I think a lot of times we just think like, I can't say anything to anybody because they're going to feel judged or they're going to tell me they're being judged. But that's totally different than calling another person who's a believer who said, hey, I've signed up to live by Jesus' conviction and I want to change. But then they just start doing their own thing. And as believers are in community together, as friends serving together, we do have a responsibility to call those things out sometimes. And that's different than being judgmental. I kind of like to say it like this, at least in the, in the eyes of evangelism, I think sometimes the argument can be, well, if I call somebody else out on their sin, which necessarily is not the point of evangelism, but it can come up, right? Then I'm a hypocrite because I know that I'm, I'm not living a perfect life. And I would say, no, it's actually the exact opposite. If you don't call them out on their sin, if that's where the Lord leads you, at that point, uh, you're being a hypocrite. How so? Well, because if you're a believer and the Holy Spirit's in you and he's convicting you of sin, then you are, are repenting, right? Because that's what the Holy Spirit's doing. He's leading you to repentance. And so therefore, you want to get that right, right? So why would you want that for you and not for somebody else? So you're not a hypocrite because you are being called out on sin. Uh, you're receiving that conviction and you're responding to it. So that doesn't make you a hypocrite because there might be sin in your life. But rather, when you go and tell somebody else now, you're really only doing for them what the Holy Spirit has done for you. And you're desiring that for them. Now, if I don't, if I just shut my mouth and I say, well, I, I don't want I don't want to say anything about their sin. Well, now I'm not doing for them what I want done for me right now. Now that's hypocritical. Right. Yeah. So that's just a, maybe a, another way to look at it. I think it's interesting, too, because a lot of times when someone's like, oh, don't judge me. Well, judgment isn't accountability, per se. Judgment is like me saying, I'm better than you, or God loves me more than he loves you, or I'm way more holier than you're ever going to be, and so I'm going to put you down. That's different than saying to a friend who said, hey, I've signed up to live the same way you are. We're in community together. and Hey, there's some stuff here, and these aren't my words, but these are Jesus' words, and it's straight from his truth in Scripture. And we want that, right? The worst case scenario is that God leaves us to ourselves. And the way that he might do that is by causing the people around us to no longer call out our sin. <laughs> and I don't, I don't want to be in that place. I don't want God to leave me to myself. And so I want to be in a community where people will call me out. I remember one time I was doing evangelism and this guy was, um, he was selling things he shouldn't be selling. And he says to me that he's a believer in Jesus Christ. And I'm like, okay, all right, great. So I'm going to just take him at his word. I'm not going to argue with him if you're a believer. But if you're a believer, you acknowledge the word. And the Bible says that man shall not live on bread alone, 
but he lives off every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And so your trust is not in your ability to be able to provide for yourself. You're not making bread for yourself. You're trusting that God is going to provide. And I said that to him and he said something along the lines of don't judge me, (laughs) you know, and I said to him, well, first of all, if you are a believer in the body of Christ, the Bible calls us to judge one another. I'm not to judge the world. Mm-hmm. We're to judge one another. And I said, so if you don't want me to judge you, just keep in mind, you're saying to me, treat you as an unbeliever. When I said that, he was kind of like, uh, oh, snap. <laughs> I, I guess you're right. Like, if you're my brother in Christ, you do have that opportunity to hold me to the word of God, which I say I believe. And so at that point, he just kind of like, I didn't make him feel dumb. I just, he just got convicted in that moment. And at that point, I, you know, I just tried, yeah, just prayed for him. We're talking about the impact of God's word in our lives. And when we want to see that transformation, we have to spend time actually reading it. We're talking with Brandon Cagle and Deb Steffi from LV Reach. And they're actually passing out 10,000 Bibles coming up on October the 29th, Deb. And three hours, you're looking for a bunch of volunteers and we just want to go and pray for people, share our stories, and just pass out these Bibles. It's pretty approachable. We really want to encourage the body. I think Brandon and I were having that discussion the other day of evangelists. We, we want to go out and evangelize our mission fields where God leads us. We're supposed to be encouraging evangelism in our places of worship, too, of, of coming alongside them instead of you know being on our own, saying, well, we're going to do this. We want to be outside the walls more like encouraging the body. Come on, come out with us. You're not alone. We can help that step because a lot of people don't know they have the gift of evangelism. Mm -hmm. But in actuality, in God's word, we all have the gift of evangelism because we have to go in and preach the gospel Mm -hmm. and and tell people about salvation. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to say something really offensive right now is Jesus is the only way. (laughs) You know, so in our life, the importance of preaching the gospel and bringing them to Jesus and then getting them planted into churches, not just the church we go to. Like our desire is to see the churches that teach the word of God, those get filled up and we give them to them and they will disciple them and they will bring them up, you know, in the ways of the Lord. But they can't taste and see that the Lord is good unless someone is there and can see our love and our compassion for them. And I think you mentioned Paul. One thing that I've always realized with Paul is his compassion. When he went to the Pharisees and he went to Jews, he's like, I would tra- I'll would, i trade my salvation for you to be saved. And he would go to hell for that. And I believe that compassion of, of why we're going out. We're going out because we want people to just, you know, to have that life, life more abundantly here mm-hmm. now. And that hope, because scriptures were written for our hope yeah. and yeah. people need hope. They need Jesus. Imagine how many volunteers it's going to take to pass out over 10,000 Bibles in three hours. And we'd love to count you in coming up on Saturday the 29th. Now, they're providing the Bibles, but you could be one of the volunteers to help. And we're talking with Brandon Cagle today at SWS Radio. I know a lot of times you think about sharing your faith, and it might feel a little bit intimidating, but Revelation breaks it down like this. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. You think, like, what's a testimony? It's basically a Christianese word for your story. It's simply sharing your story with someone about how Jesus stepped into your life and healed your past. 
Yeah. The beautiful part about sharing your story is that God is is always at work, right? Jesus said, my father is always at work. And what is it that he's always at work doing? He's always at work showing mercy. Acts chapter 17 says that God has governed the times of our life and the boundaries of our dwellings so that men might somehow grope for him and find him, though he's not far from each one of us. That means every single person that's walking in the strip, every person that's at the mall or at the park, that God is constantly governing their life and their boundaries. He's cutting off bypasses of where they might go. He's directing them in directions that he wants them to go. And somebody would say, you know, well, why does God have that kind of sovereign control? And the answer is is not that we don't have free will. The answer is that in our free will, God is leading us to a place where we would come to know him. But how do we come to know him? We come to know him through the preaching of the gospel, which means this, that if my steps are ordered by the Lord, the steps of a good man are ordered by God. We're only good because of his righteousness. But with that being said, I'm always constantly being led by God. The unbeliever is being led by God so that they would somehow grope for him and find him. And so that means our past are constantly coming in connections with unbelievers so that we might share with them the gospel that they would find who it is that they're looking for, even though they may not realize that they're on this search, but God is leading them to search and he's leading them to hear the gospel. And so I I just say that to say it's complex. It's a complex thought, but in simplicity, it just means this. When I'm out there passing out Bibles or I'm in the grocery store, every opportunity then is a divine opportunity. God has placed that person in my path for such a time as this that I might share with them the hope that's in Jesus Christ. And so I don't know what it took for them to get there, whether they had to go through a divorce, whether they had to go through what kind of pain and trials that they've gone through. But when I share that message, I might be looking at a stone cold face. What I don't realize is that there's a heart that's breaking on the inside and they may actually be screaming, oh my goodness, this is a divine appointment. They may never tell me that, but I know what the scriptures say. And so I hope in that truth that, hey, this is a divine moment. And I trust that God will bring somebody else to water the seed that I've just planted planted and he'll bring the increase. I was talking to another guy that works at a radio station here in Vegas. It's a mainstream radio station that's been around for a long time. And, you know, he'd been on the air in this city for a long time. And his wife tuned in to SOS Radio during Christmas a few years back. And because she was just looking for Christmas music and she was like, oh, I like the vibe. There's a couple songs here I haven't heard. I like this version of some of these songs that I, I hadn't heard before. And she started listening, and then she heard some of the DJs talking about, you know, what Paul talks about. She, she heard she heard some of the DJs talking about God's radical grace, like out of Romans, and mm-hmm. how it's not from a heart of condemnation, but Jesus didn't come to, like, make a new law or to change everything. He, right. he came to fulfill the law because nobody could do that on their own. Like, we're, we're not going to get that personal holiness, but we want to turn our life in a different direction, and the Holy Spirit has to step in in that spot. And she was like, I, 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 don't, I haven't really heard it like that. I, I don't really know a whole lot about that, but Romans Romans 10, Romans, wait, 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 Romans 8, Romans 10, you're talking about, and, and she started Googling it and just reading it. And it was like the Holy Spirit connected something to the the Holy Spirit connected something back to the heart of the Father, yeah. and then she started understanding. Okay, some of the stuff I've heard about Jesus, I didn't really know about being the only way. Like, wait a second, and she went home and she started reading about that, and then she decided she was going to show up at Calvary Chapel Las Vegas, which is now called Awaken Las Vegas, and you know, and she ended up praying and telling her husband, "I need to, I need to get God in my life," mm-hmm. and he followed suit like three or four weeks later. 
This is encouragement to everybody, not just for this particular event, but God is always at work. He's always drawing people near to him. And if we would just be the mouthpiece, and that's why SOS is such a powerful tool, because people are flipping through the channel. And I can't tell you how many stories I've heard of people who just said, man, I got in my car. I was getting I was getting ready to end it all. And SOS radio, I don't even that's not even programmed on my station. And it came up. And this song, this particular song comes on. I mean, I, I, you're the radio DJ here. I'm sure you've heard that story more than I have. And I'm not talking about one particular story. I'm talking about on multiple occasions where God has divinely governed a moment where somebody is hearing the gospel being poured out through a song. But really, that's just to catapult us into this truth, which is how much more if we're willing vessels and we're asking God, use us, send us, that we'll find ourselves in these divine opportunities to just open up our mouths and share. But he's already doing the hard work. We just have to open up our mouths and and be obedient. So if I'm hearing what you're saying is looking at the resources around us, looking at the circle of influence that God's given us, and look at the tools that are right there before us. I mean, someone's calling you that you haven't heard from in a while. Someone's texting you that you haven't heard from in a while that could use some encouragement. Well, there's an opportunity. Somebody walks into your office and they're dropping off some papers and you're just like, how are you doing? Are you doing okay? You sit down for a second. And then you're just talking to them. You're asking them questions and, and they point out that they see some joy in your life and there's an opportunity. Hey, here's why I have that joy. Here's my story about who I was. Then God stepped in or you're at the grocery store and you're talking to the lady who's, who's doing the checkout and scanning all your items. And you can just tell she's down and you just ask her like, how are you doing? How are you, how are you really doing? Like, yeah, like yeah, what's going on? Yeah. Like, like what's going on in your life? You know, like, man, can I, can I pray for you? I think Jesus said it better than any one of us could, which is the harvest is plenty. The workers are few. He didn't say the harvest is few and and the workers are plenty. He said the harvest is ready. And why? Because he's made them ready. He's prompted their hearts. He's done the hard work. And then we just have to be available, right? So pray to the God of the harvest that he might raise up harvesters to reach the harvest. And so they're ready. We just got to go and go get them. Here's an opportunity. If you want to mark it on your calendar, October the 29th, passing out 10,000 Bibles in our city in just three hours. So this is an opportunity if you're like, you know what, this sounds a little outside of my comfort zone, or I would just like to learn a little bit more about how to share my faith and watch some other people do that. This would be a great opportunity, Brandon, to plug in. LVReach.org is where you can sign up. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if, if you are feeling that way, like, man, this sounds like a great opportunity. I don't think it's for me. I would just argue back with you and say, no, I, I think it is. Just come by faith and just see what God does. Thanks for listening to the SOS Radio Podcast with Scott Harold. If this discussion encouraged you, feel free to share it with your friends on social media.